This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is brought to you by ArtTactic.com, where you can find our brand new Contemporary Art Market Confidence Report for September 2019, our confidence indicator for the post-war contemporary art market is down 29% since our last reading in May 2019. What does it mean as we have the major upcoming auctions this week in London, as well as the second half of the year in general? There are some silver linings. You need to read the report in full to get all the details, and you can do so by visiting arttactic.com. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. This week's episode, we chat with Susie Goodman. She's an executive director at Strauss & Co. They're one of the leading auction houses in South Africa. We wanted to chat with Susie about the contemporary art market in not only South Africa, but the entire continent. There's a lot of really interesting things going on there in terms of fairs, in terms of the market, in terms of just the art ecosystem and infrastructure there. And there are a lot of really successful artists that are stemming from South Africa So we talked to her about just the evolution of the African art market over the past decade or so, what role is South Africa specifically playing in that. Then we also touch on some of the very successful artists that have come from Africa, uh, such as Marlene Dumas, Nezeke Akunili Crosby, Julie Moretu, to name a few. Um, We also ask her about female artists in Africa. Are we seeing those artists trending and getting more opportunities like we've seen uh, in the U.S. and Europe lately? Um, we ask her about some of the challenges uh, for the market ahead. So very interesting area of the art market, and uh, Susie provided us with a great perspective on what's going on there. So we hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks. appreciate uh, Susie coming on and speaking with us. Thanks so much, Susie. Pleasure. It's a great honor to be here. So for maybe our listeners who um, you know, aren't based in Africa, which is the majority of them are not based there, but I think you know, they've seen some artists pop up uh, from Africa probably on their radar um, recently, but maybe they're not as familiar with the African art market and really what's happening in the art scene in Africa. If you could just Start by just telling us really about the evolution of the African art market, maybe over the last decade or so. And, you know, I know South Africa in particular is a little bit more established and plays an important role in that. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to hear that. Yeah, no, sure. Um, I, I find it a bit amusing because obviously I had the privilege of working at Christie's in, in London and the, the art market has gone on for 200, plus 250 years. So um, when you think about the auction business um, on the continent, it's a, it's relatively new. Um, in, in our auction business in South Africa, um, Sotheby's actually came out with um, Nadine Gordimer's, who is a, you know, the great author and literate um, that we have in this world. She sadly did, but we had in this country. Her husband was an art dealer, Reinhard Kassira, and he brought Sotheby's out as a sort of as a joint venture in the late 70s. And then obviously with all of our political problems in this, in this part of the world, uh, Sotheby's withdrew, but they left a, a small auction house that was started by a man called Stefan Veltz with Reinhard Kassira. And that really was in the 80s, 85, 86 um, and I, and I guess um, you know sold sold well, but the real boom in the market has definitely been in the last ten years, um, and there are more players in the market. The exciting thing for us is that Strauss and Company was started ten years ago, um, and um, and since then has grown exponentially. But for me, 
particularly because I'm interested in, in, in the dynamics of the auction business and the people, um, is reaching further and wider and, and not just in the local South African economy, which is the thing that is probably relevant to this conversation more than anything. Um, it's still a small market. We do, for us as an auction house, we do predominantly sell South African artists at auction. Um, but we now expanding into, if we find international pieces here, of course, we sell them. Um, we do actually have the privilege of bringing things back to South Africa, which I also quite like, um, because there's something that definitely sell better in, in Johannesburg and Cape Town than the similar art are selling perhaps in London. So we've had we that's been exciting. Um, where now the changes, and it's definitely something that we've seen predominantly in the last three or four years, is that with the expansion of uh, an interest in the contemporary art market, particularly from the continent, is this hunger by the rest of the collecting world that who are, you know who is the artist, who are the artists there, what's going on, how can we connect, and we've seen the sort of absolute boom of contemporary art, particularly. So obviously more pavilions at the Venice Biennale, more um, uh, art fairs where we have representation from the continent, like 154 and um, Lagos and um, uh, Dakar and all of these places that are now uh, sprouting up to provide an opportunity for collectors to see who the artists are on the continent. For us in South Africa, we are definitely um, trying to catch up on that momentum and we will do our first sale next year with art from the entire continent rather than just from our local economy. Um, uh, we've put on an exhibition recently, which we've called Neighbours, some art from our neighbours, just purely because we've got this change, as you were, were suggesting, of collectors who have traditionally collected the Irma Stearns and the Alexis Prellas and all of those household names in the South African art market who are now wanting to expand into new markets. So we put a historical exhibition with work from Mozambique, Zimbabwe, uh, uh, Swaziland, Namibia, um, what have I not? What have I missed out next door? Anyway, though our, ba our direct neighbours, and it's interesting to provide the context behind the hot contemporary. So more the modernists from the 1950s to to maybe 1995, um, and, and that's gone down very well because collectors are want to have got a hunger for taking away the silo, looking at different countries and trying to learn what's around us. Um, in terms of reach. Um, the South African market, as I said, was quite a local market. And in the last three years, with the, obviously the more um, abilities to buy and sell you know, across borders and internationally, we are getting collectors who originally might have been a South African living in another country or a South African with a connection to South Africa or the continent who was interested in, in, in our sales. Now we are generally getting people who are interested in South African, well, I'm talking specifically about South African contemporary art, um, who are definitely interested in South African contemporary art who have no you know, geographical DNA linking to, to this part of the continent, which I think is exciting. Definitely. So I know there's a you know many exciting living contemporary art, African artists. You know some of the big names you know that maybe collectors in the U.S. and Europe are familiar with, like Marlene Dumas, Nijeka Akunili Crosby, Julie Moretu. They are obviously incredibly successful. Are they collected uh, heavily by African collectors as well? I mean, yes, I think absolutely. I mean, if you if you think about just the auction world here, I mean, there's obviously a bit of auctioneering that goes on in Lagos, and I know there's um, there's a sort of a small auction that goes on in Kenya once a year. Um, I think in in the sense that a lot of the big prices have happened 
I mean, I know I haven't been to it, but I know in West Africa they're getting good prices for a lot of these artists. In terms of London and New York, I think there are a number of auctions that are, are selling these artists there, where collectors from the continent are going by. And I know some of those, you know, some of the collectors are based in, in Europe, so that is helps. I mean, in our actual market here in the bottom of Africa, we obviously Marlene Demar is a South African, and obviously her work has done exceedingly well on. On our auction platform, so has Irma Stern and Zanelia and people like Penny Siopus and others, uh, other important contemporary artists like Georgina Gratrix. Unfortunately, some of the, you know, particularly if a Nigerian artist or Ghanaian, they have, we haven't focused probably as much as we should have, and, and obviously we want to, is to get some of those names down here so that we have collectors buying more from the continent rather than having to always defer to London and, and, and America. Well, we've discussed some of the most established African artists who are well-known around the world, but who are some African artists who maybe are lesser known by collectors outside of Africa, but are making fantastic work and should be seriously looked at by them? Sure. I mean, in terms of locally, there is a, a, a very important artist called Penny Siopus, who um, has been, you know, she's a well-established artist, and her work is in is in museum collections around the world. But she is very much still uh, a very important and practicing artist, and and somebody that um, is incredibly sought after. I mean, we've fun if we've actually got one of her historical paintings from the 80s coming up to auction. You know, it's she's a well-established but in, really important artist within the context continent. Um, I mean, that's the the thing that is so exciting is, is that. I think for us that there is such a blooming of talent. I mean, we've got um, Georgina Gatrix, we've got um, Portia from and, and Violet from Zimbabwe, we've got um, there's a fabulous two young artists from Mozambique, the Gumbo Twins. So I think that's the thing that is beginning to become so evident is that we're starting to connect much better and actually we're all beginning to know each other more whereas, you know, five years ago our markets were quite siloed and I think that's such a breakthrough. Um, but I mean, obviously there are the Kentridges and there are the, um, gosh, I mean, off the top of my head, there's certainly that I sort of, you almost can't think about them, but it, we have got a rich pickings. And I think that we're dealing with quite gritty subjects on the continent. We're dealing a lot of, you know, gender-based violence. We're de- dealing with politics. And I think those are really tangible subject matters that are transferable to collectors around the world. One of the really great trends we're seeing here in the U.S. and Europe is the rise of female contemporary artists. For a long time, uh, males dominated the contemporary art space. And now we're seeing, whether it's at galleries or at auction houses um, or even museum acquisitions, um, more demand for female artists. We're seeing that in particular uh, on the younger side, so up-and-coming female artists uh, out of MFA programs um, in their 30s. Are we seeing any trend like that in Africa? Well, the, the, that's always a, a really good part for this part of the continent is that our biggest selling artists in South Africa are female artists. I mean, Irma Stern is our biggest artist. I mean, okay, she's she's been dead for a while, but she is predominantly the most valuable artist on the market. But within, you know, within more of the market, I mean, the pennies and the there's a fantastic contemporary sculpture called Jane Alexander, you know, Maggie Loebscher, a lot of those artists are all female. So our, our market has always been dominated by women, which is, which is amazing. Um, but yes, there is... Um, there is a blossoming of more female artists, um, and I, I suppose appropriate for what's been going on in the in the context of sort of the Me Too campaigns, etc. But it wasn't like we had to to force it. It was it has been a natural progression, and in this environment, actually, female has ruled for quite a while. 
How has the political climate in South Africa impacted the art market, and has it had an influence over the kind of art that contemporary artists there are making? Um, yes. I mean, I think, I, I presume because we in Southern Africa, or particularly South Africa, have lived through quite a tumultuous political climate, um, particularly pre the, you know, Mandela and the, and the freeing of the ANC and, and all of the 94, um, you know, the elections, etc. We had a huge political background of resistance art and, um, and sort of political commentary. Um, but yes, a, that, I suppose that's very much part of our DNA in this part of the world. We, we, we've carried on, on on other issues, whether it's gender, whether it's... Um, uh, you know, well, commentary about migration because we've got these uh, quite a number of artists have addressed this. You know, you, we, problems in Zimbabwe where you can't actually find work, etc. And, and numbers of people have migrated to South Africa or have migrated from across the continent. So migration is a big issue. I mean, we deal with a fantastic contemporary artist called um, uh, um, Salim Hussein, who also is a Sudanese refugee who's based here in South Africa. So migrancy is obviously a topic also based in Europe is relevant to us here. I think in terms of what has has taste shifted, um, absolutely hugely, uh, particularly in the last three years. And I think, I mean, if I just talk from our client base, this hunger to learn more and, and, and the exciting opportunity to buy a, a wider base of, of contemporary art. And some of it is incredibly affordable because it hasn't reached the busy heights of some of the very well-established contemporary artists, you know, that you you have in New York and, 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 and in London. And so I think that's, that opportunity to learn is definitely palpable at the moment. I mean, we as an auction house are having to spend, and which we are delighted to, spend time actually providing an opportunity to discuss historical context, to provide an opportunity to, you know, say this artist is working in this environment with these people with them or with, you know, providing more than just this is the picture and this is the artist that's coming up for auction. And and I think people are grateful for that because of the hunger to learn more. And I suppose we have such a huge continent and, you know, at times connections between some of the countries even near us haven't been easy because of politics. So I think, you know, the Mozambique is, you know, from where I'm sitting, it's a five-hour drive. And yet, as a, you know, we have been culturally and politically quite isolated because of the various problems we've had. But now, you know, you realize that the isolation hasn't helped uh, the, the development of collaborations between Mozambican artists and South African artists. But now that's starting to happen. And for me, that is exciting. Um, I, I also think we underestimate the effect of a cultural boycott in this part of the world. You know, South Africa, obviously, because of its apartheid regime, we were you know, culturally excluded from a number of art um, get-togethers and organizations and shows and pavilions. And the effect of that is tangible. I mean, we've got a fantastic sculptor, an Italian sculptor based, who was based here in South Africa called Eduardo Villa. He was... his. His um, sculpture, which was at the 1958 Vinal in San Paolo, he actually beat Alexander Calder. And he won the top sculptor prize for that um, fair. And and you just think, if we hadn't had the cultural boycott, where would Eduardo Villa be? Would he be sitting in MoMA, you know, having, you know, arguing or collaborating with Alexander Calder? You know, those what-ifs are quite prevalent. Um, and a number of artists were never able to 
go and actually work or study in Europe or America because of the cultural isolation. And that has a fundamental problem because it isolates you and you then don't understand what's, you know, you don't see what the latest trends are and where the collaborations are and what are the studios are and what are the great art schools. And so that is now, you know, it's starting again. Well, it has been for a while. There are... Um, Fellowships like the Ampersand Fellowship, which is an opportunity for artists to go and live in New York for a month, they get selected just purely to learn and see and network and connect so that you become an artist that is connected internationally rather than just based locally. So it's 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 fascinating how so much of this is, you know, opening up and moving and changing. And I that's the thing that is very, very exciting. You know, there's so much opportunity. It's an entrepreneurial stream. And I just hope that the recent xenophobic problems that we've had in South Africa in the last three weeks don't have a bit of, you know, don't close some of those doors because we need, because we need to connect creatively rather than politically. And finally, tell us about some of the auctions you have upcoming at Strauss & Co. that we should be paying attention to. We're sort of a bit like the sort of international market. We're sort of just starting to gear up for for our high sale season. Um, the first sale that we have got, major sale, is in, in Cape Town on the 7th of October. Um, and we've got some you know, super things, including an incredibly important Irma Stern portrait, which um, has come from a private collection. Um, and that is on the 17th. And um, also some, I mean, we've it's, it's quite nice because each sale now is pulling in you know, not only the sort of um, staples like um, the Gerard Socotos and the Alexis Prellers into the market, but we're definitely seeing more and more um, contemporary coming in. So obviously a very nice um, uh, sampling of Kentridge and particularly apt because they're these two major um, contemporary, uh, sorry, major Kentridge exhibitions that are happening in Cape Town at the moment, two massive retrospectives, one his work in sculpture and the other one his works on paper and he sort of... Um, motion pieces. So the Zeitsmoke has got one exhibition and the Norval has got another. So we've got a few of his and some other artists like um, Peter Clark um, and a contemporary work, uh, contemporary artists like um, Georgina Gatrix and um, there's lot, it's a nice sale. It's got some very nice things in it um, and it's interesting and also has some uh, interesting decorative art. And then we go into Johannesburg which is um, on, the seven, on the 11th of November um, and in that sale we've also got some important contemporary pieces. I mean, we've got, a, as I was mentioning earlier, we've got two really important pieces by Penisiopis, a historical piece and, and, and a pastel drawing of the series, a work by Clive Vandenberg um, and a number of other contemporary artists in that sale. So quite fun. It's a good, it's our bumper season. Um, lots of selling, lots of talking, and we're also going to go to sort of see what's going on at 154 in London, which I'm quite excited about. So a good, fun year, and, and definitely something for, for people who are interested to see what's happening in the South African market. It is, um, with the exchange rate, very much in the buyer, buyer's favor, whether they're in euros, pounds, or dollars. Um, we've definitely got a good representation of what's going on in the South African market. Yeah, I remember visiting South Africa and just being astonished by the exchange rate. So there's definitely some buying opportunities for foreigners. Susie, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your interesting perspective on South Africa and the African art market. There's a lot of exciting artists stemming from there and the overall art world there is uh, developing and it's very interesting. So our listeners should definitely take a closer look. If you want to learn more about Strauss & Co. and check out some of those auction catalogs online, what's the website that we can visit? www.straussart.co.za Perfect. Thanks so much again, Susie. Pleasure.